All right. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. So I just want to jump into it because I literally just went through all this uh, maybe 10 minutes ago. (laughs) So what I want to talk about is my relationship with my um, with my mom, because within my healing journey, you know, this is the core of my trauma is my relationship with my mother. So yeah, let's get into a little bit of background context. So, um, what I'm about to say makes sense. (laughs) Um, so just to catch everybody up on where I am currently, I had just recently quit my job abruptly because of some really nasty and toxic work environment situations, um, i.e., some misogynistic and racist things were being said and I was highly uncomfortable so I had to leave um abruptly and that's all I'll say about that anyway um in between then and now which I did score a job woohoo but it's not until like two weeks from now and um yeah I'm or I was, and still am, yeah, very worried because, um, I am broke. (laughs) Um, like, I have enough put away for my rent and, like, one bill that's coming out today, and that's about it. So, you know, stressful, my anxiety has been the highest it's been in a couple months. And in a desperate attempt to figure out what to do in this, like, three-week period of having no consistent paycheck, I reached out to um, my mom. And I don't think I've said this yet but I had gone no contact with my mom since I think November and it's now April going on May so December, January, February, March, April, May yeah about five months about five months and you know I did this out of desperation I was like I really don't want to do this I know it's gonna open Pandora's box and I just don't want to go there it's more mentally detrimental to talk to her than not but I was like well shit I don't know what else to do so let's give it a shot And I guess before I go into what I had said and what she had said and what I had finally said to give even more of a background context, which I think is going to be the main part of this podcast is um, just the 
um, the type of things I endured as a kid. And I don't know if I want to be very specific or more bland or what. I I think I'm just going to start talking and see where it goes. Um, And I say that because I don't want this, I don't want to just kind of say too much about my life and then it be out in the internet universe and then, uh uh-oh, I can't unsay what I said. (laughs) You know, I want to have some boundaries in place for myself, but um, I think I can blanket statement what I need to say um, without getting, with getting my point across without getting too nitty gritty. So without further ado, um, my childhood was a hot flaming mess. Um, from day one, uh, you know, I was told by my grandmother one time when I was a kid that, oh, your mom dropped you on your head as a baby and you were taken away. And I was like, oh, wow. Thanks, grandma. (laughs) Like nine years old. Um, all right. But just to give a flavor to my upbringing, that was it. Um, just not very well taken care of. And I don't want to say all this and put it out there to be like, oh, my parent was such a terrible parent. It's like, no, it's just because like, this is my story. This is what happened to me. And this is why I struggle today with all you know, the mental struggles and substance abuse and everything, like, this is the byproduct of my upbringing. It's not to, you know, crucify or shame anybody. It's just like, you know, it happened to me and it's just bubbling up inside of me. I want to say something about it because it's messed up. Um, but anyway, alcoholism ran in my family along with, um, what I presume to be narcissism and also, you know, I know my grandma on my mom's side was heavily abused by her father and I'm not quite sure what happened to my other three grandparents. Um, it's kind of unclear, but I just know that there was a lot of drinking, there was abuse, there was neglect, there was, you know, uh, it was an unhealthy upbringing for, you know, generations way before mine. So hurt people hurt people. And especially when your core shame is so deep and dissociated, (laughs) which is true for narcissists, um, you know, you don't feel guilty or empathy for the things or, uh, what am I trying to say? You don't feel bad about what you're doing, you know, because you feel justified 
and you are not in tune with that hurt that you have in you. So you're most likely going to distribute distribute it onto your children if you have kids because you just don't have, you know, it's not that narcissists don't have empathy. It's just the layers of depth that they're willing to go within their empathy is surface level. Anyway, that was a tangent. Um, I was born into an unhealthy living situation and there was alcoholism present, um, intoxicated adults, um, inappropriate behaviors, um, being displayed in front of me. I was not, you know, censored from things that I should have been. I oftentimes was just left to my own devices to fend for myself and care for myself, you know, playing in my room alone. I have an older brother, um, but he's like 12 years older than me, so he wasn't, and he was raised by my grandparents. He wasn't even in the same household as me until later on down the line when he was uh in his early 20s and I was like 10 he came to live with me and my mom which that's we'll get there (laughs) but um yeah so from ages zero to five I just remember, you know, fuzziness of the caretakers in my life being just uh, inappropriately intoxicated. And with that comes uh, in their situation, violence, um, screaming, (laughs) yelling, crying, stumbling, um, police being called, uh, I was supposed to call the police. I remember one time, like, crawling around on the floor trying to hand, like, the landline to my mom, and I was supposed to call 911, but I couldn't do it because I was so scared. Um, you know, my dad was way more of an alcoholic than my mom was and he tormented me on purpose you know like he would rough house with me just to punish me uh, stick me in a corner or you know if we were rough housing uh, like play wrestling or whatever he I remember he would he would call me a pussy you know, when I got upset, he would call me a pussy. And then he would hold me under the blankets and like sit on me. So I was like suffocating. (laughs) So, you know, it just, oh God. And it makes you, or it makes me wonder like, or think No wonder I have issues, you know. I was abused um, at a very early age. No wonder. Um, (laughs) Life issues. Uh, 
But yeah, just to give you a flavor. And I remember this one time I was, God, I wasn't even in school yet, but I was trying to lock the door because there was a chain lock in our apartment. And I was like, Ooh, I know how to do this. I'm going to stand on my little, you know, those little yellow plastic chairs that preschoolers have. I'm going to put that up to the door and I'm going to lock it. I'm going to do a good job. And I don't know if my father was intoxicated, probably, or I don't know, but he saw me doing that and he thought I was trying to like unlock the door and get out. So he just took me off the chair by my neck and just held me in the air. And I remember looking at my mom and being like, come on, lady, do something. (laughs) I'm being choked here (sighs) so yeah um it's hard you know because I've always remembered these memories but as I grew up my mom really tried to ram it down my throat that we're best friends you know we have such a good relationship and you're such a good kid and we talk about everything and you know Aaron's just such a good kid and I I don't know what I did to deserve such a good kid and it really just kind of like warped my mind into thinking like oh yeah some bad stuff happened but like me and my mom are good like look we're best friends you know she's a real cool mom she doesn't like make me do anything I get to go to bed when I want I get to eat what I want if I don't want to go to school I don't have to go to school like not realizing at the time that (laughs) I needed a parent, you know, I needed somebody to care for me, not to just be treated like an animal to, you know, oh, go, go take care of yourself. Go, go in your kid litter box, uh, go eat out of your bowl, you know, like that's what it felt like in retrospect now is like, (laughs) I was treated like a pet cat. Um, and as time went on and I got older and, um, I started becoming my own person, you know, my mom just got more and more mad at me. There's nothing I could do that wouldn't result in her like raging at me. Um, especially when I started dating. Oh my goodness. That's when I just began to hide everything from her. Because if I didn't, she would be uh, enraged. I I don't even know how to describe it. Like, so scary. Yelling, screaming. The, like, this crazy look in her eye. uh, Threatening to, like, kill my little boyfriends at the time calling them a mop head because they had curly hair. I mean, oh my goodness. 
And then she wasn't drinking as much at the time. But the times that she did, I mean, I was called a whore, a slut. (laughs) I mean, just mentally abused, man. Just mentally abused and treated like absolute garbage. Um in my preteen and teenage years, you know, and I think, again, in hindsight and retrospect, I, th- I think it's because when I became my own person, that was a threat to her. And she even told me quite recently, before I went no contact with her, she was like, yeah, I was, I was actually kind of jealous of you. Because you were so pretty, in her opinion, I think you know, beauty's subjective, but, um, yeah, so, as I'm healing, and as I'm, you know, getting these emotional, and not, and picture-wise in my head, I'm getting these flashbacks of the reality of my childhood, it's just really sad. It makes me upset and angry that this is what happened to me, you know. I didn't deserve that as a child. And it's despicable what happened. I mean, I I don't... That is just awful. No, No child deserves to be treated like that. And coming back, uh, coming around, bringing this conversation back to the email conversation I had with my mom just now is, um, you know, I'm sitting here doing the best I can. Um, I moved out of state to this state where she lives because I thought, Oh, hey, I was going to get financial support because, uh, newsflash, California is expensive and, um, I barely make enough. I don't make anything right now, but when I do start my job, I'm going to barely make enough to survive. If that, you know, I'm going to have to figure it out. And it's like, you know, I come out here and then you give me the silent treatment because I'm healing and that pisses you off and now I'm left out here alone have no family I don't have any friends I have nothing so you just get to go on and do your thing you get to take no accountability for me in life you didn't put me through college you didn't you know get me a car not that all these things are um I don't want to sound like a brat like I was supposed to have a car and blah 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 I mean I realize not everybody gets that but I'm just saying like if you are a parent and you have a child or children I would think in my mind anyway I would have some sort of like college plan you know or like for instance since we didn't have a college plan for me 
I did financial aid, but then I couldn't continue financial aid because she didn't do her taxes. And you need her tax information to prove that she has little income. (laughs) Not enough to support me through college, but for whatever reason, she didn't want to do her taxes that year and I don't think has done them since then, which, uh uh-oh, hopefully she doesn't get in trouble. But yeah, so, and I was under the age of 24 at the time, so I had to drop out or be in student loan debt, which I'm not going to do that. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you just, you know, I get that people struggle and people struggle with their kids, but they're not always mentally abusive, you know? And then on top of that, oh, well, not going to put you through college, not going to help you out with the car. I mean, God damn, dude. I'm in my late 20s and I'm like scrambling because I have a high school diploma and I'm still paying off a car loan. You know, I've I've been set back due to her uh, non-accountability as a, as a parent and it just pisses me off. So anyway, that's pretty much what I've told her in my email like hey man like you took no accountability as a parent you need to help me I came out here thinking that you were gonna support me and now look I'm struggling I need help and pretty much her response was I don't want to do this over email you have to call me if you have something to say to me And, oh my goodness, it's like, hey, you haven't heard from me for five months. No, hey, how are you? Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Uh, are you okay? No, it's just, you need to call me if you want, if you want something from me, you need to call me, which no, I'm not going to call you because I know exactly what door that's opening more emotional torment and manipulation no 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 so I didn't call I just responded like I said what I needed to say in this email there's nothing more to add you know how to send me money so yeah and she's like well you wanted to be free so now you're free (laughs) that was her response to me struggling was well you wanted to be free so now you're free from her is what she's uh saying and in response I just kind of wrote everything of what I just said here of like hey this is fucked up man what you did to me was fucked up You took no accountability for me. And now you just get to walk away scotch-free. And I get to clean up the mess you made. Thanks. And then 
in closing, I was like, well, I'm learning to accept the fact that you never loved me and you were never capable of loving me the way a child deserved to be loved. And I realized that you're pretty much so hurt deep down, there's no way that you'd ever be able to love me. And, you know, instead, I'm going to be my own parent that I needed growing up so I can move on and be healthy and move forward with my life. And then I said, I hope her soul finds peace. And yeah, that was my closing statement to her. And I don't think I'm ever going to say anything else to her ever. Um, There's nothing to say. And that's all right. Um, It's really hard And it's been really hard for me to sit with the fact that your mom is not capable and wasn't capable of loving you properly. Because I think I've built up in my mind that she did. And I think she at times did a really good job making me believe that she really cared for me when actuality I was just a pawn in her scheme to get her needs met um but yeah it's um very soul crushing to have a parent not able to love you and life's a mirror especially with children if if you don't love yourself and you're not taking care of yourself and you're not showing unconditional love to your child where are they supposed to learn it from you know we're social creatures we depend on our caregivers to be role models for us So we know how to function and love ourselves. So when that doesn't happen, you're left with somebody who has a hole in their soul, literally. And that's how I've felt my whole life. And um, me sending that email, just kind of getting all my thoughts out in the open and to her was therapeutic and relieving and I'm glad I said what I needed to say you know and I don't expect anything in return I don't expect her to understand I don't expect her to say sorry I don't expect her to care you know because I know that she's not this was just for me to say what I needed to say And to get it off my chest and into the universe. And I want to make her know that I know I was treated improperly. And yeah, she can do with that what she, whatever she wants. And 
I do hope, you know, her soul finds peace because I know she hurts deep down. I know how deep her core shame runs. I know she was abused by her parents. I know all this, but at the same time, I didn't deserve any of the treatment that I received. And I let her know. I didn't deserve that. And I feel better. I've had a real rough couple of um, weeks here. Days of like, just sob, sob crying. Feeling real, real depressed. And I think part of that is me accepting and grieving the loss of my innocence and the loss of the fantasy that I created in my mind that was the love from my mom. I'm accepting the fact that it was not, it was not real. It was not real. And despite all that, I'm still willing to stand here and fight for myself and love myself and take care of myself. Um, I want to break this cycle in my family, you know? And even if I don't have kids, which I don't want children, um, yeah, just kind of putting, closing a gateway for this nasty abuse to keep filtering through you know maybe I can shut the door on that and nobody else by my doing anyway has to endure any more suffering I know my brother has four kids and I already know just from the stuff the oldest one has told me over the years they're gonna struggle as well because they were mistreated and abused so, I mean, I don't know. I hope they find the help that they need. And I hope they help themselves before they have more kids. Because it's just going to keep going and going and going. But, anyway, back to me. <laughs> this is about me. Uh, in the most non-self-centered way possible. Because I'm... Um, learning to love myself it's weird for me to say I love myself but I'm learning I'm learning to be self-focused but um yeah that's what I did today I feel better I'm glad I did that I'm I'm glad I purged my my feelings and let my parent know like hey you abuse me but I'm gonna continue on I'm gonna heal I'm gonna thrive and I hope you do too one day maybe not in this lifetime but I hope I hope your soul finds peace you know but um yeah I think I'm going to stop here because I have said everything that I wanted to say and if you are somebody who struggles with their parents um there are options you can take. I did no contact because it's more mentally 
exhausting and abusive to stay in contact with with my mom um so that's just the right pathway for me and honestly I think if you do have a really toxic person in your life the best way to go is no contact um that's just my opinion though but there are other things you can do like gray rock if you don't know what that is google it it's like just being boring so they have nothing to use against you to manipulate you and make you feel bad about yourself it's like having a superficial relationship with that person but it's better than being abused um and I'm sure there's more options but those are the two main ones really um but yeah I regardless of whatever path you take I see you I'm I'm running this marathon with you and you know healing is possible I don't always believe it every single day sometimes I have really hard days but you know we'll get through this and I'm here for you this is part of the reason why I'm doing this it's for my own venting but it's also to put it out in the open that yeah man we're out here abused adult children and we have each other's back so anyway i'm gonna stop thank you for listening um my name's aaron this has been where soul meets body and i'll talk to you next time bye